Straight Talk Uncut. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Tellus here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on April 26, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. To avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Again, to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. And that's by Aristotle. So a lot of people diminish themselves by not realizing their full potential simply because they are afraid of criticism with the understanding or with the belief that criticism is only going to come when you've messed up, when you've done something bad. No, criticism is going to come regardless. And, and, and I used to be this, I used to be this guy, I used to be this person that that was afraid to get out there, that was afraid to put my, to put, to do anything, to put, to be, to be seen for fear of being criticized. And, you know, with, with age come wisdom, and I soon realized that just, just from observation, just from watching people who are doing awesome shit still being just beat down, being criticized, and they just keep on pushing. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, it's not only when you, when you, when you mess up that you're going to be criticized or if you not if you don't put out your best work that you're going to be criticized you're going to be criticized regardless but of course we call that now we call that hating you know we call those the haters the trolls the people that do that go to any youtube video no matter what the content is bad or good whatever and you're going to see comments that that are just the, the most <laughs> The most horrific stuff, not even on the topic. They it's just people bored that you know that that really um, don't have anything to do. Even some people made whole careers off of just criticizing people, just, just because that's they know that's the game. They know people are gonna tune in to their criticize criticize other people because a, a, a lot of people. A lot of people in society feel good to see people being beat down because it gives it validates them not making an effort to do anything. You know, you know what I mean? You know those people who as soon as like like okay, let's let's take let's take recent deaths for instance. Let's take let's take the recent deaths of Prince China. Uh I can't remember there was a, there was a, another death of a um a musician and what's the first thing you know especially when somebody die young what's the first thing they they do they 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 talk about drugs oh yeah even probably OD'd or it probably even when there's no history at all but but it's just you know they they just um especially when there's somebody who is financially successful you know, it's like the, the easy thing is to beat them down and say, well, yeah, that's why I ain't shit because look what happens when you become something. You know what I mean? Anytime anybody 
you know, get some kind of scrutiny um, that's in the limelight, that's that's front and center. And yeah, some of them deserve it, but I'm talking about as a whole, you, you know, as a whole. Anybody that makes money, anybody that finds some success, it, like look at the comedian Kevin Hart, for, for instance. Now, people may, I even have to tell my wife that, because we just, we read, over the weekend, we saw uh, The Wedding Ringer. And when I, I read the reviews, and it, got, it didn't get all that, that good reviews from, from uh, the, the sites that I, well, I think I was, I think I, I, I was looking at the reviews on Redbox. And uh, maybe maybe another a site, but it was talking about some about another buffoonery uh, movie about a buffoon, such 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 such. And I and I'm like, I, I watched it and I enjoyed it. I'm like, that was a good movie. This was a, a a good movie. First of all, the you know Kevin Hart was the, of course the main actor, but the, I can't even remember the guy's name who who um, in the wedding ringer who was the the the, the groom. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen him in a movie before, and I, I, I like when I see a movie of a character I've never seen before. I mean, of an actor I've never seen before, and I was just, I was like, it was, it was refreshing for one thing. But I enjoyed the movie. There was a lot of, like, uh, like Effion, what's the name? Effion Glover or something like that. Effion uh, Crockett, yeah. Now I know this guy from YouTube. He used to do the uh, impersonation, and he did this one impersonation <laughs> of Jay Z, and it was oh, it was like on spot. And um, and so to see like guys like that, I know he done some other little small part, but to see guys like they get parts, and also the dude who played Aquaman in Smallville, he was in there too, and, and he was hilarious. Even though you wouldn't think he can pull off like comedy like that because he's this buff guy and you don't tend to take him seriously because the dude looked like an Adonis you know what I mean he just but he played the part and uh Corey Holcomb was in there it was a good damn movie for for one I like the cast they put together it was like these um yeah you know I don't I don't, don't want to say b-list but it was like these lesser known characters but if you saw the review, you think it was the most horrible movie ever made. And I'm starting to see that a lot as, as Kevin Hart get bigger, people starting to, you know, people starting to do that with stuff he's in, thinking he, he's like this overnight success. You know what I mean? Like I had to tell my wife, like, no, you need to, you need to go, go to YouTube. You need to, uh, matter of fact, he had some, some of his earlier stand-up on Netflix. Um, when he was like Lil Cab wearing a big ass sweatshirt, <laughs> like he's wearing his like Big Brother sweatshirt or something, doing doing stand up in these like hole in the wall clubs. I, that's how that's how long I've been watching the guy. You know what I mean? Um, but now you starting to see other people attack him. Like I, I just don't get it. I, I don't I don't get it. But of course he always handled it. Anytime you see somebody trying to trying to get him to. Uh, talk about these you know comments and stuff like that he he i like the way he deflects man and of course a lot of it is like now at the at the level he's at now he has to be prepared for that type of stuff so a lot of it is 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 like you know he, he he's ready for talking points 
because I'm pretty sure he gets the same questions asked over and over. Um, but yeah, but that's that's part of it. That's part of it. You that, that's just part of it. You have to be, you have to groom yourself to be ready for that stuff. Don't don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Don't like be fearful of it. Just prepare yourself for it. You know, and I, I think I mentioned this before, but that's one thing I always tell my kids. I try to get them to learn, like, you, you're going to always have critics, no matter what you do. You know, when you're just doing regular stuff, playing on a playground, <laughs> you're going to have critics. You know, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people that want to bring you down to their level. And you can't control that. You can't control that. So... If you want to be yourself, only thing you have to do is control you. You you can't control other people, but you can control you. You can control how you handle it. You can control. Um, and, and then the other thing about it is fear comes from the, the not being ready, not being prepared. A lot of times, how many times you have been? Uh, let's not even use the word fear. You have been uh, hesitant to do something. But then once you prepare for it, once you gain knowledge about it, then you, it's like you're ready. Or you do something and that you were fearful of or that you were afraid of, and then you do it and you're like, well, why was I sweating that? That was no big deal. You know what I mean? But the first, the, the, the thing you, you, you have to do is to do it. You won't know that until you do it. You won't, you won't know that there's nothing to worry about until you take that first step. And it's going to only get easier and easier. Yeah, you're going to, you know, the more you're out there, you're going to gain more critics. But the, the, it's, it's just like anything. Practice make perfect. The more you do it, it doesn't matter how many critics you have after that. They're all the same. You know, you just put them all in one big bag and you handle them the same. That's it. So, uh... What else going on? So, uh, the pick of the day for day what 16 yes is a picture that i shot at disney of, of one of my favorite animals which is the rhino and what make that picture so awesome is usually i mean i've never been on a safari or anything like that so usually when i see a rhino it's not in it's not in rhino form, if that makes any sense. Because a lot of time you see rhinos at the zoo, and I'm like, what the hell? Where's his horn? What the hell is his horn? And why is he just laying like, you know what I mean? It's like that's not a what happened to the what you do to the rhino? Where's his horn? And and there may be a fence or something or some kind of something obstructing the view. But this. Uh, this trip we took, we took this little, uh, I think it was a bus. Was it a bus or a train? We took, anyway, we took a little, like a, a, a tour safari through one of Disney's parks. I can't remember the name. I'm horrible with remembering stuff like this. Um, and actually, a lot of times, I, I swear, it sounds awful, man. I'm not, I'm not losing my mind, but a lot of times, I don't even remember that we that we went to these places and time we're going through my pictures and then it's like oh yeah we did do that and I see these pictures and and, and, and that's another reason man why I, I I was like I gotta start 
getting these pictures out of this computer because I can't even remember um, to doing these trips, like these like once in a lifetime memorable trips that we take. I can't even remember them. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand. Like even my, my wife, she has no problem. She knows the date we went. She, I mean, to me, it, it all jumbles together. Like, you know, was that, was that, uh, you know, did, was that Florida? Was that, was that, uh, when we went to the Bahamas? Was that, was that San Diego? You know, like, I, I can't remember. It all just mushes together. So that's another reason why I started, uh, printing these, uh, you know, I wanted to start printing these images, but yeah, so that was a, that was a rhino picture taken in it. You know, if you have been there, it's like wide open. There's no cages, uh, to obstruct, uh, obstruct your, your view, which is awesome. Uh, at that time I, I only had the Canon G10, you know, this was still during my time where I was like, I wasn't lugging. Well, actually, I'm, I'm like, I'm back to that now. You know, I'm back. I'm back to to even though I got DSLRs. The only difference now that I'm I'm just gonna hang on to my DSLRs. But uh, yeah, I was just traveling with that Canon G10 for a few reasons. Uh, you know, I just I, I got tired of lugging it around. I got tired of uh, um, like I, I don't I don't know. You know. It, it's just when you when you're taking a trip with your family it's hard to be in both um tourist tourist mode and trying to create these images worthy of like competition you know what i mean so which is why um i'm, I'm, I'm i i can i'm starting to see like i talked about before i'm starting to see why these mirrorless cameras and these smaller cameras that put out DSLR quality images are getting so popular. I mean, at first I was like, there's no way that these all these top photographers are just giving up their gear. But now I totally see it, especially if they travel a lot. I sold one of my, I, I bought this Canon bag, this uh, backpack. It was a like rugged, waterproof, gigantuan, <laughs> Uh, camera bag that I bought to hold like almost every pretty much every piece of camera gear I had and I took it on one trip I I, uh, I took actually I only took one body one of my DSL uh, my K3 bodies and, and battery grip I took my uh, Polaroid land that I converted I took some uh, point and shoots I took lenses I, you know I took everything I took a tripod everything fit in that bag tripod and everything and, and the tripod fit inside the bag, not even, not even hanging from the outside. You know what I mean? It fit inside the bag because the bag has like a, uh, it has a top compartment and a bottom compartment, but there's a zipper that you can that you can unzip and it it makes it a total pass through. So I took that on one trip, and I had to pay extra because you know it, it was big. But uh, I took it on one trip, and I was like, you know what? There's no need. There's no need for this. For all this damn equipment or on a vacation so i saw i ended up selling that on ebay i just sold it like last week on ebay um and so when i took that that, that snapshot of that uh rhino we kind of like came around this bend and it was right there and i you know that canon g10 
I think I was actually, even though I had it a long time, I, I was just getting used to sh like shooting in manual mode. So, um, and then I didn't have a lot of, that, that's actually a, a JPEG. I didn't even shoot it in RAW. I shot it in JPEG and, you know, I, I put, I um, just zoomed in as close as I could get and uh, and just, you know, popped off a couple of shots. And because I, I wasn't intending to like print it or anything, so I wasn't really trying to shoot in raw. Uh, but this morning when I printed it, the initial file was after I cropped it down because there, there was some other, there was like a zebra in in that shot. Uh, like, like, I think I kept one zebra and one, another rhino in the top, uh, the top of that crop. But there was also a zebra and some more rhino over to the right, but they, they weren't of any significance. So I just cropped to that that main rhino that the one that I, you know i was closest to the one that that was the subject but then i just kept the other two just to show you, you know what i mean just to show uh perspective and and even when i cropped the the file was you know smaller it, it wasn't even um big enough for a five by seven which is what i printed this morning so I scaled it up. Actually, I didn't even scale it up. I just I just clicked on the in in the um, in the printing um, dialog in Photoshop. The printing dialog. I just clicked on convert to make fit the media, which was a five by seven Red River um, photo mat, and it wasn't. The, it's not even a, the the. It's like the photo, the premium photo mat. I think like 47 pound stock. It, it wasn't like a heavy, um, heavy stock. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay, something else I'm gonna talk about here in a second. But so I, I printed it out after being scaled, and it, it came out, you know, came out perfect. Came out, and, and I was like, man, this is awesome. So that's just the second print I printed on the um, on a Canon Pixma Pro 10. And it didn't exactly match my monitor, but but like I said, the mon my monitor is not calibrated or anything, but still, it came out awesome. Like, if you saw it, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't... Yeah, if, of course, if you saw it and then compared it to the monitor, you'd be like, it's not the same, but you wouldn't... I, you know, the, I, the, the one that came out uh, on the printer is like, I'm satisfied with it. And not just satisfied that it's decent, satisfied because I'm surprised it came out that well, being that... It, it was a small file that was upscale to fit the media and um and this it, you know I, I put it i pinned it on my wall so one thing i found out about the canon pixma pro and and also uh joe two man on on youtube the guy i've been talking about that i've been getting my uh, all my my training from my tutorials from about this printer printer he meant he mentioned this um in order to use certain papers you have to it, like you have to uh feed it in a certain tray like you can't you can't just pick a paper and then select a tray or or at least from what i tried to do this morning i try to i try to put a click it on fine art and then i try to click fine art 
photo mat paper, but it wouldn't let me uh, print from the tray that I, you know, the, the normal tray that I wanted to print from. It said, you know, this, this option is not available because the tray, the back tray is closed. And I was like, what, what? But then I remembered him saying that, um, that he only clicked, that he only choose like regular photo, like matte paper because he don't use the back tray that often. And I couldn't use it because the way where my printer is sitting, it's up against a wall, so I can't do that manual feed. And I, you know, I wasn't even ready to mess with that this morning. Um, you know, cause I, I sort of printed that and, and uh, started getting ready. And also the other thing is, and I don't think, I don't think the other Epsons that I had had this feature, but it has sensors in all of the doors. And maybe the Epson had this and I just never closed that door. The uh, the front, you know, where the paper comes out of. Cause I, I, when I, after I print in the morning, I close those doors just to keep dust and stuff out of. So I forgot to open it this morning and then I came back in after I clicked print and there was an error saying, hey, you need to open the, um, the paper tray. So I opened it and then it just, it, it printed without me having to do like a press a button for a paper feed or anything. Um, so awesome. And so this was only my, my, see my first print was I think Saturday or Sunday. I didn't do, I didn't do any sort of like nozzle check or anything when I printed. I just, I, you know, I just wanted to see, just print straight out, straight out of the box. Didn't, didn't, um, I, I just turned it on and then printed. And also I, I, I found out that I think there's like an automatic shutoff on that printer because I wanted to just keep it on in order to save ink because I know, um, you know, every time you turn the printer off and then you turn it on, it goes through like a cleaning cycle. So my, my plan was to just to keep it on and print regularly, but I noticed that it shuts off. So I'm gonna have to go in and see if there's like a, uh, a feature on this Pixma Pro 10 that, that, I, that automatically turns it off for like, you know, power saving mode or something like that because I'm like, why is this thing turning off? Because I, I just kept my Epson on like all the time. I never turned it off. So I have to like either, uh, I have to research that or if I'm lazy, I just email <laughs> email Joe and you know, see, because I know he mentioned that. He mentioned just, you know, actually he has a video on how to get the most life out of your ink. And that was one of the, one of the uh, tips was to keep it, you know, keep it on. And um, so, so that's what I, that's what I was planning on doing, but you know, it shut, shut itself off. Um, so what else going on? So, um, so yeah, I mean, so far, like I'm, I'm impressed with it. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to relaunch my Etsy site, my printing site, but I have to change the name of it. <laughs> and I just been sort of one of those, it's one of those little small things that, that shit you shouldn't be worried about, but you are because nobody's going to be searching for your name. They don't, they don't know you. They, they're going to be searching for what they know, what, what they want to want to purchase. But, uh, you know, I've just been tossing around some different names to change because the, the name of my site now, my, one of my Etsy shop is Hand Pull Silk Screen. And I don't want that to elude people to think that it's all silk screen, which initially it was. 
but now that I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be doing both, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing everything. I'm, I'm gonna use that site to print everything, to to do vinyl cuts, you know, heat pressing, but all around typography and like, uh, you know, quotes, song lyrics, things like that. Text, pretty much text-based printing. Uh, so, but. You know, but I'm I'm gonna um, so I'm gonna change my name, change the name of the, of the of the site to something generic or to something more um, descriptive of, of what what I what I what it is. But I was talking to my daughter this morning. I was like, you notice how like the top companies, the name of the top companies, if you didn't already know what they what they did or what they were, based on their name their name, you would you would have no idea what it what it was you know and then some examples I we were talking about and she was like yeah she's like yeah you wouldn't know what Safeway is if you did if you didn't already know it was a grocery store if you just saw Safeway you wouldn't know what it is if, if like well even even people who don't know what's who, who I don't know if safe Safeways is international or or national um but you wouldn't know what it is like I didn't know what um Trader Joe's was until it got here. You know, we got a Trader Joe's here now, but I, I would hear people talking about Trader Joe's, like people from the West Coast. I didn't know what Trader Joe's was. Um, but uh, other examples like Kinko's, which you, you wouldn't know what Kinko's is. Joann's, Michael's, all these stores, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what they what they were. Coles, you wouldn't know what the hell Coles Coles was. You know what I mean? Unless until you knew what it was. So I was like, you know what? Because I was trying to come up with a name that had like printing in it or pressing or something like that. So I went to there's a site called Craft Count, and you can look up the top Etsy sites, and and you can you can you know list them by category, region, whatever. So I listed by category, and I was looking on the subject of art. And then I was like, in in the art category, what's the top sites? And and few of them, I mean. I, I just I did like the top ten, and out of the top ten, just based off the name, you really wouldn't know what what they sold or what they were. So, you know, maybe I'm just come up with something generic, something catchy, something that people will recognize, um, and, and then you know let that be let that be like Google. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I say Google, all sorts of things pop in your mind, but. Think before Google was Google. You know what I mean? Before you knew Google, start, you know, was a search engine. But now you don't even. When when I say Google now, I don't even just think search engine. I mean, I I think I think of a lot of things when I think of Google. You know what I mean? So even the same thing with Yahoo, um, and, and you know all these other names. So maybe I'll just come up with something generic and quit wasting time on trying to craft the perfect name of this damn shop, which, you know, who knows, won't, probably won't even be around next year. I'll probably just, you know, move on to um, my own hosted site, which I'm, I'm going to do in conjunction anyway and just still use the uh, Etsy code to put on, to put on the site. So... So look out for that. Stay tuned for that. Um, you know, because that, that, these, these little Etsy shops, 
that's how I get, that's how I fund all these little projects that I do. You know, I'm not, I'm not making a, a, a killing off these sites, but every little, every little bit goes towards me being able to continue these projects, uh, being able to uh, soon start doing these contests, you know, which is what I'm building up to, to start to get back into like doing contests and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, just keep listening. Uh, SoundCloud is going going well. I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm digging SoundCloud. Uh, I'm really digging how easy it is, how quick um, the uploads go. You know what I mean? How how the the integration really like the integration that SoundCloud SoundCloud provides to you know take the code and put it on your WordPress site. I'm I'm really really liking it. I'm liking that it's cohesive. You know I don't have to recreate the wheel i just post it on soundcloud and just take that code and everything to show up on my site uh I'm, I'm really liking that consistency because now it takes me no time to you know upload an episode and that that's just make it all the easier to just keep uh you know keep it simple man and that's that's how i'm able to push out these episodes i'm, I'm way past my first podcast i stopped on like episode 25 on my first podcast and I'm I'm about almost double that now, simply because I I just I just kind of streamlined it uh, a little bit, and I actually have less time than I did before. But also, you know, doing these while I'm commuting definitely helps. You know, I'm not waiting till I get the perfect time to be in front of a computer because that's what I was doing initially, trying to wait till everything is quiet and pristine. And I'm like, how often that happens in my in my daily life? How often does that that happen? It that's that's, for, that's that's really really infrequent. Um, you know, I, I my my daughter had a game yesterday. We didn't get home till like eight o'clock. You know, that's coming from work, picking them up from school. Uh, you know, and then they they start practice like thirty minutes early before the game. You know, you know what I mean. So and that's that's like all the time. My my kids always have something going on. You know, always. They, if if they're not a game, there's some something at the school there's some uh you know like my last week my daughter had an art award that she had to receive so that's that's you know that's 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 ongoing one of their one of their friends need to ride home that you know you you weren't planning on that's 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 part of it so you can either use all of it as an excuse or just keep on pushing and, and figuring it out you know it's all about just just figuring there's always a way there's always a way to do stuff the easy thing is to just use it as an excuse and most people will say hey yeah that's a valid excuse because they probably in the same predicament and they probably using the same excuse but you know if you want to be get past that and push above the norm you got to figure stuff out you got to figure out ways around those excuses valid or non-valid you have to just figure out figure out ways uh, around around those excuses and, and not um i mean because you you're gonna always have things you're gonna always have stuff so if you just like succumb to them all the time then you get used to that you get used to uh, making excuses for yourself you know what i mean so you know, tired or not, man. I, I woke up tired as shit this morning. Still got my workout in. 
Still got the episode uh, from yesterday posted. Got my pick of the day posted. I had to order some shirts for some orders that I got on uh, on my other Etsy shop. Uh, and it's, you know, got, got the lunches ready for school. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nonstop, man. Got the dogs fed. That's, that's it's, a, it's a grind. You know, in addition to, um, you know, looking at my my to-dos, stuff I still want to do. You know, uh, I've been growing these, I planted these lilies, and I've been, this, this, is, this is my thing, this is how I think. So, I've been wanting to do these uh, macro projects and still life projects with these flowers. So, at first I started looking at, like, what can I buy? I, you know, I wanted to do it with these exotic flowers, like flowers I've never, you know, seen in life before. I wanted to, like, order them and figure out how to get them. And then once I saw the cost, I was like, well, shit, I can just try to plant them. So I found this guy on YouTube called the, uh, what is it, the, the apartment gardener or something like that? Or I can't, remember the, I can't remember the name of his channel. But when I saw this dude growing all these exotic flowers in his, uh, in his house, I was like, I can do that. So that's what I did. Now I got like a little, <laughs> I got a little small garden in, in my living room. And I kind of just started in my living room because, you know, it's, it's easy. It was right there. And now it's kind of got crazy because I started these peas and now they're, they, they've grown so tall. I got to like figure out a way to stake them, um, put some stakes in them so they can start growing up. But uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'm like, I just started this thing on a whim and now I got, uh, I have kale, parsley, squash, peas. I got four um, Asiatic, I think that's the name of them, lilies growing. And then I got some herbs, some sort of herbs, and I got some um, some other flowers. And, and, you know, I did it so quick on a whim that I didn't even, like, label them. So, I, you know, I didn't know what was what until they started growing. And then I got the, um, the packets that the seeds came out of and just kind of, like, mashed them up and see, like, okay, I think this is this. And I think this is this, but uh, so yeah, even that project—that's—that's that's one I haven't even talked about. You know, my my garden that I I'm I'm, I'm just growing. You know, it's gonna be above ground garden, um, simply because we got a rabbit problem out here. So that's gonna be an above ground garden, and uh, that's gonna be my that's that's my that's my old man plan. That's you know, some something to do to occupy the mind when old age set in. I'm, I'm just getting ahead of the game. So anyway, man, that's my rambling. That's it for me rambling on on this episode. Uh, you know, like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This is Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. And, and uh, you know, if you got any questions, you got any comments, tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. Uh, but until then, talk to you guys next time.